0: Before we get into today's episode, I just want to highlight our podcast sponsor, Switch Research. Are you feeling imperfect, insecure, or inadequate? How do you show kindness, self acceptance, gratitude, and compassion towards yourself every day? Mental health is a journey, and Switch Research delivers expert guidance along the way. Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier, more resilient you. Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic or clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence based journals and digital work courses. You can transform negative thoughts into self love today using our code Social Soul 20 at SwitchResearch.org, and that will get you 20% off your purchase. You guys enjoy, and let's get into the episode. <gasps> Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And
1: in today's episode, we're going to be talking about gray area drinking, which is a concept I am excited to share with you guys. Um, And this episode, it's not necessarily to invalidate somebody who has alcohol use disorder or somebody who maybe identifies as an alcoholic or go to AA. It's really just intended to validate and normalize making the choice to quit drinking, um, even if you don't necessarily feel like you have a problem or you're addicted to alcohol. So, I just want to clarify that before we get into the episode, and yeah, let's just kind of talk about gray area drinking. Have you heard this term before?
0: I mean, I've only heard of it because of you, um, and I liked the like explanation that you just did because it it I mean gray area drinking like literally is for the person who's drinking but they're not really sure like why they're drinking they're not really sure why they're wondering why they're drinking Mm -hmm. or like wondering why if they should be drinking kind of thing like i think it's a really good term um and i liked that explanation that you just did
1: yeah and So the thing with gray area drinking, and I found out about this concept actually from a woman named Jolene Park, and she defines gray area drinking as the space between the extremes of rock bottom drinking and every now and again drinking, or she also calls it the space where most people drink, and I remember I first was introduced to this concept After I was probably like six months into my alcohol-free experience, maybe a little bit longer, and I was listening to a podcast from somebody else talking about her sobriety, and she made a comment that made me feel like I was maybe in denial about the fact that I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic, and it was kind of like a gut punch, and I was like, shit, like, do I need to label myself at this point? Am I just in denial? And then I actually pulled up a TED Talk by Jolene Park on YouTube, which I'm going to link in the show notes for you guys. But I just think that this idea of there being a gray area instead of like a black and white, like you're either an alcoholic or you you are a normal drinker, this gray area brings more people in and I think can kind of explain where a lot of us are. And so the way that Jolene explains it is the space where most people drink. And so... I think it's interesting because, you know, there's all of these kind of reasons and times and like excuses that we drink, but it's literally like everything, like concerts, sporting events, weekends, work functions, brunches, vacations, summer holiday parties, like drinking with dinner. I had a long day at work. I need to unwind. I need to get to bed. And I think so many people don't really realize how we are excessively using alcohol and how we're using alcohol to cope with our feelings and also to kind of create this sense of self sometimes, maybe our confidence. And maybe you are not somebody who is dependent on alcohol, but you can be in this kind of gray area where it doesn't feel really good for you. So that's like what this is about. And I think for me, this was really validating in the beginning to realize like, I don't have to put a label on it because I also struggled like, with the idea of somebody thinking I was an alcoholic mm-hmm. just because of my experience with my dad. And I'm like, so what are people going to think about me? Are they going to think that I just got out of rehab? Like, what is this going to say? Are they going to think I was living a certain way? And I just remember when I found out about this, I was like, wow, this is so validating. And I wanted to share actually... Um, something that one of my mentors, Amanda Kuda, mentioned, she actually shared this this morning on Instagram. And I was like, this is so perfect. She said, what if you're not questioning your drinking because you have a problem, rather that you have an opportunity and drinking is holding you back? Mm, that's and I, a good way to look at it. Yeah. And I just think that that's, that's exactly how I felt. That is
0: exactly how you felt. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you expressed to yeah. me.
1: But it's because somebody, Amanda specifically, was using this sort of language that had me realize that even if I am not at this rock bottom, even if I haven't lost things, even if I'm not waking up and drinking, or even if I can't see myself walking into an AA meeting, I can still take a step back from drinking. I can still quit. So like I mentioned, that is really what this episode is about, is about validating where you're at, if you're in this space between rock bottom and every now and again drinking, it's okay. It's very normal. So,
0: um, so I think that this is great because I think a lot of people, when they start to consider a change um, in any lifestyle aspect, you know, could be more than just drinking, they often do wonder if there's a label that they need to attach to it, right? Like that can go for so many things. And I think that does scare a lot of people mm-hmm. not knowing what to say it is that they're doing when they're mm-hmm. changing something. Um, so I think it's great that there is a term for it. Not that there needs to be a term, but I'm glad that there like is something that does cover that area mm-hmm. of where you're like so in between. Um, another thing I did think of when you were talking about like all of the activities that people usually include drinking mm-hmm. and that's so normalized i still to this day like especially now that i'm like working a lot more than usual i will literally leave because well i will leave work and i'll be like i should like drink a beer mm-hmm. because that's literally what i used to do mm-hmm. when i would get off work at the construction job i would come home and i would drink a beer it yeah. was the first thing that i would do and then so like that's just so like ingrained in my mind it and is. then i'm like wait but I don't have to drink a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, you know me, like I have my non-alcoholic beer now that totally satisfies my actual craving for yeah. the taste of beer because I'm a weird person that actually likes the taste of beer. And now I can do that and I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. like the, the thing. But it's just so weird how normalized that is mm-hmm. in my brain that I can just like, oh, I had a long day at work. You know what that means? I should have a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, wait.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that that's, something that's important to bring up is the prevalence of alcohol in our society and how normalized drinking is in the media. Like whether this be television, whether it's an advertisement that you see at a sporting game, whether this be scrolling your social media feeds, it's so fucking normal to drink, mm-hmm. but it's also normal to drink in really problematic ways. I even think that yeah. blacking out is normalized. Like this is something that Somebody if you tell somebody you black out or you blacked out last night, like they, they think you had a great time. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's the sign of a good time. It is a sign of a good time. But here's the thing is that that's actually not fucking normal. It can feel really out of alignment for some people. But because of what we've seen in these repeated messages, I think about just any time I open TikTok, it's fucking everywhere. Um, these repeated messages that we get that make us kind of maybe feel weird for questioning these these things that are making us like feel regretful or maybe ashamed after we drink like you can find validation for this shit all over the internet so just just know that you're gonna see those things um but I also think like you were talking earlier and it made me think about the fact that giving up alcohol I think for a lot of people seems like this like life sentence Mm -hmm. like quitting drinking They're like, oh, shit. Like, they're instantly thinking about forever. They're instantly thinking about, well, what about the birthday? What about my wedding? What Mm -hmm. about all of these things? And I just, if you're in this place where maybe it seems overwhelming to take a step back from drinking or to quit because you are looking at it, is this life sentence, I would just encourage you to think about, like, progress over perfection. You can make the choice not to drink one weekend and then make the choice to have a drink like the following weekend. It doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. And again, in some situations, maybe it, maybe it does have to be all or nothing. Maybe, maybe your relationship with alcohol is more alcohol use disorder. Maybe you are very reliant on it. Maybe having one drink is going to put you down this like crazy slope. But if you're in this gray area, I just want you to know that you can make the choice to kind of step back and cut back and ask yourself these questions and figure out how to live your life without drinking, without thinking about forever. And I know in AA, they have this slogan, it's one day at a time. And that is something that I, I mean, I feel like could apply to anybody who's wanting to change their relationship with alcohol is just take it one day at a time, one event at a time, and just kind of make that choice.
0: Well, I feel so. like 100% you just described, like, what I do with yeah, alcohol. totally. And, like, my relationship with mm-hmm. it. Because, like, I've never made the decision to be, like, I'm never drinking again. But, like, I did have a lot of reasons that I stopped drinking the amount that I was drinking mm-hmm. before I got sick. Yeah, You know what I mean? And so, like, I, I never was comfortable putting the pressure on myself to be, like, I'm never going to drink ever again. But, like, I was comfortable with being, like... I'm not going to drink because I'm undergoing this treatment and I don't want to mix it. Or like Mm -hmm. just, you know, these little reasons that would give myself these long breaks Mm -hmm. from alcohol and like, oh, I need to focus on this. So I'm not going to drink kind of thing. And for me, that's worked very well. I don't drink nearly as much as I used to and I'm very happy about Mm it. But I also do know that the thought of that forever is very daunting. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think about that. I'm like, shit, I don't, I'm not comfortable like saying that because then what if I do? I'm afraid somebody's going to judge me. Kind exactly. Of
1: thing. Well, <laughs> and that's, I think a very common thing too when it comes to the idea of quitting drinking is this idea that you're going to fail, mm-hmm. that you're going to fuck up. You don't even want to tell anybody because yeah. you don't know how long it's going to last. And I definitely felt that in the beginning, but I definitely think I had a big enough reason in order for me to kind of keep moving forward with yeah. it. Kind of like what I mentioned, Amanda Kuda said earlier, like you have an opportunity and alcohol is holding you back from that. And that was honestly one of my biggest drivers was knowing that I had this potential that I felt like alcohol was just doling. Yeah. You know? Stopping you mm-hmm. from
0: making the progress that you were wanting to make. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And you know, I think also like even if you're just a social drinker, which is what I I call myself or would say that I was was a social drinker. I was never drinking at home. It was these social situations. Maybe that's actually what fucking sucks about drinking for you. Is like you're a social drinker and so you hate the f- like waking up the next morning and wondering what that conversation actually went like. Maybe you feel like you embarrassed yourself in front of somebody else. You know, maybe that is what sucks about drinking for you, is drinking socially. And you don't have to be at this rock bottom. You don't have to be homeless. You don't have to have ruined all of your relationships. You don't have to have lost a job. You can make the choice to move forward without alcohol simply because it feels more in alignment for you now. So that's kind of this whole concept of this gray area of maybe you're not an alcoholic, but maybe you don't really like what what drinking is doing to you so
0: can i mention um actually like a tiktok that i came across today that totally is fitting for this mm-hmm. um and it's with somebody actually that you told me to follow because she works in the construction industry but she's sober um oh. life with gentry yeah.
1: i think is or that, life outside the bar
0: maybe like she- changed it no. Okay.
1: Well, no, because Life accounts. with Gentry is somebody else, the girl who worked in the construction industry. Oh,
0: no, no. Okay. Sorry. I got them confused. It was Life with Gentry. Her, is who I'm yeah, talking about. Her videos are awesome. Yeah. She posted, I'm guessing this morning or within the last day or so, um, a reel of her explaining, like, um, different, or her explaining her college experience. And instead of using the word alcohol, she used the word meth Mm -hmm. and so it was like you saw the reel and you're like holy like you're listening to her talk about this and you're like oh my god Mm -hmm. like you know she's like talking about how all of her friends were doing it so she was doing it like and then you go down to read the caption and then it's like I never I've never used meth but this was my same experience that I had with alcohol and, like, then she did this whole spiel about, like, how normalized it is and how yeah. nobody would have, like, stopped to probably read that reel or care about it if it would have just said alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that was a really good reel. That's like, really that's powerful. so powerful.
1: Well, and that's the thing, though, is alcohol is so normal, but it's actually the most harmful of all of the drugs. Like, it's above meth. It's above fucking cocaine. It's above like literally all of the other drugs the harm to the user as well as to the harm to the people around them alcohol is the highest and there are so many medical issues that come from drinking alcohol and excessive use of alcohol that isn't really talked about like the American Cancer Society actually suggests that you do not drink at all because alcohol can increase your risk of cancer um but it's so normal and I think that that's the thing is most people just will never take a step back and question it because they don't look at it as this drug. They look at it as this fun rite of passage, this thing that they have to use to celebrate, to relax, to connect with other people, to feel more confident. And then you kind of get so wrapped into that. And then you the only reason you see of like, well, the only reason I can quit is if I'm an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. if I have a problem with this. So people keep drinking, but it's like, when do you think that you get to the point of alcoholism as well? Like, that's yeah. something that I often think about is, like, the people who are drinking socially aren't exempt from it. Like, mm-hmm. there are still risks of addiction. There are still health risks they, associated with They can still get it. there
0: one day, mm-hmm. even if they're not classified as an alcoholic yeah.
1: right now. And I've seen people share their stories, too, of, like, I was a social drinker until I had a kid. And then their postpartum depression turns into drinking. Mm. So I don't know. We get so used to using alcohol. And then we never really give ourselves the opportunity to to socialize without it or to feel comfortable without it. And I think that that's honestly one of the coolest things that I've seen from you. Like while you are you haven't totally quit drinking, you still have given yourself the space to show yourself that, hey, I can go out and not drink. Yeah. Or I can come home and have a non-alcoholic beer instead of an alcoholic one and i just think that more people need to be questioning that norm and that's where i think gray area drinking in this conversation around it comes in is like the more people that kind of talk about why they're quitting who maybe aren't at this rock bottom it helps I feel like break the stigma a little bit and it helps open up more opportunities for people to take a step away from drinking. And that's why I like to share my experience and to share my story about it is to really validate where you might be at and to help you make a decision moving forward that feels better for you. That's what I needed in the beginning. So that's really why I wanted to have this conversation today and to talk about kind of what this gray area might look like for you. So
0: And I'm honestly like, I remember when you first decided to like share, you know, everything that you're feeling and going through with like, you know, becoming a non drinker. And I remember you were, you were questioning like, am, am I validated enough to be able to talk about this because Mm -hmm. I haven't had a rock bottom because I'm not an alcoholic. But then I think about also even tying that into like people with chronic illness you think about all of those people, their health completely crashed. They hit a rock bottom and then they decided to share their story. Mm-hmm. And then I think about like, I want to share my story to help other people avoid hitting that rock bottom yeah. before they get their health like in line. Yeah. And I feel like that's what you're doing too.
1: Yeah. You th- know? I mean, that's really what I want to do. I want more people to see this as an option instead of thinking, I have to keep trying to make this substance work for me because I'm not an alcoholic yet. Mm -hmm. And I just like nobody had an intervention for me. Nobody told me I had to quit drinking, but I fucking knew waking up hungover. I was like, I don't like how this makes me feel. I don't like how this makes me act. And. I did get validation that morning. Thank fucking God for Amanda Kuda. She (laughs) literally changed my life. You guys, if you don't follow Amanda Kuda on Instagram, like go follow her. She shares the best alcohol free content. She's been an amazing mentor of mine. And if you feel like you're in this gray area, she's going to be like an absolute perfect person for you to follow. She's the person that I I think I initially heard about Jolene Park from Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And the whole concept of gray area drinking, it just was so fucking validating for me. So if you're feeling like this, just know you're not alone in this. You don't have to keep trying to make alcohol work for you. And there are other people that absolutely get what you're experiencing. And there is so much opportunity on the other side of drinking for you. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you use that a lot of good shit. To, I mean so much that I can relate to too because I feel like I'm very much like in this space you know mm-hmm. so yeah you absolutely are yeah. and
1: I love that we can find the connections between the chronic illness and like the getting yeah. drinking and why well, we it share It is so
0: similar on why we started to share about these things you know like it, it really fucking is <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we don't want anyone to kind of feel alone with where they're at So no. your story doesn't have to be the same as somebody else's your story doesn't have to be that Perfect story of misery in order to be able to talk about it. Like, you're allowed to share whatever your experience was. Every experience is validated by
1: us. Yeah. Well, and it's so hard because on the internet, it might not be. Like, I remember Mm -hmm. one time sharing a video talking about why I quit drinking, and somebody was so pissed off, like, angry face emoji. And she was like, Yeah. And she made a comment of like, this pisses me off. There are so many of us who have been to the bottom, and that's okay. That's valid too.
0: That is a very valid fucking thing. But it's this is valid as well. Yeah, it's a, just it's a different experience, mm-hmm. and that yeah, like you said, that's valid too. And you're allowed to have that experience, and you're allowed to feel what you feel. But that doesn't make your experience any less valid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want you to have to lose everything or ruin your life in yeah. order to make a change. Mm-hmm. I want you to. Be able to do it before you get there. So I will link the TED talk for Jolene Park on gray area drinking in the show notes just because she does an incredible job explaining it. And I want you guys to kind of get that
0: full experience. So I will link that there. Yeah. And then um, we will share the reels that we talked about too to our Instagram story um, the day that the episode drops. So if you're listening to this, Head over to the Instagram story if you're listening to this the day that it drops, which is Saturday. (laughs) Then head over there and we'll have the reels that we talked about up so that you guys can view those too.
1: Yeah, and if you can think of anybody who might relate to this episode or you're listening and this is relatable, feel free to let us know or share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag us. We would love to be able to reach more people with this one.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you. And remember to follow us on Instagram as well at social soul podcast. Bye guys. We'll see you next time.